This is the Orange Podcast, conversations with Orange City Council for the local community. Welcome back to the Little Podcast Co. and the Orange Podcast, our conversations with the staff and councillors of Orange City Council. Now, every year, council passes an annual budget, and that's the blueprint of how it plans to spend its money throughout the town. And this one, of course, comes at a time when we're in the middle of a recession and a pandemic. I've got Scott Maunder with me, the Director of Cultural, Community and Recreation Services, to talk a little bit about the budget. And later, we'll hear from an ecologist who will let us in on the plans for a new stormwater harvesting scheme. But first, I've got Scott Maunder with me. G'day, Scott. Thanks, Kyle. So the budget was passed this week. Yeah, it was and, great. Uh, tell us all about it. Oh, it was really good. We spent a lot of work uh, working with the community, obviously, through the community strategic plan. So that informs us, tells us what the community wants. Yep. So you would have seen that. You would have seen lots of pop-ups, surveys, et cetera, Absolutely. et cetera. Um, and then we deal with the staff, obviously, with their requirements and the, and the councillors. And we, we mash all that together. We, uh, we put in a whole lot of initiatives for the, for the future years. And then we put it out on exhibition, get some feedback, finalise it. So that's that's the mechanics. Absolutely. Uh, behind that, though, is really why. You know, why do we do this? And we do this because we love orange. And so then we started to unpick that a bit and we looked at all the different impacts. So we looked at the pandemic and we looked at COVID and we looked at the growth of the city because this will pass. It, 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 might, it might take a year, it might take two years. So... Whilst this immediate budget is for this 12 months, we also have a mind to the future. So we're looking 10 years down the track and we keep coming back to why, you know, why Orange, why do we do this, why do we do what we do? And so we do it because we love our jobs and we love living here. So what does that mean then? You know, that means we need to, we've got a base level of things that we need to have. So we need to have security and housing and food and water and they're sort of our core elements and then we need to maintain things so we've got all of our maintenance programs so you'll see that reflected but you'll see in their ambition as well you'll see footpaths which is connectivity Um, you'll see seating you'll see future city which is the city growing Uh, and we've seen regional centres in in this COVID time uh, become more attractive people want to move out of big population bases but still have the advantages so that's why you see the Future City Project, which is the ref- which is the revitalisation of the CBD. And it's really exciting, that, isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, you see the sports precinct, you see mountain bikes, you see culture, you see new conservatorium of music, you see a planetarium, um, you see expansion to the gallery, you see the cricket, Wade Park Cricket Centre of Excellence and all these ambitious projects. And it comes back, as I say, through a love of orange. You know, we need security, so you'll see a CCTV project and you'll see upgrades to facilities. Uh, you see amenities in there. So whilst budgets, are, you know, they're numbers on a sheet of budgets paper. Budgets can be a bit dry, but I, I know that you guys are passionate about the why. And yeah. it's, it's the why, isn't it? It is absolutely the why. And, and we've got over 500 staff and um, to deliver all these projects over a 10-year period and the growth of the city, you, you look at, a city growing by 25%. Yep. So we've got, what, a 1,000 kids a year born at the hospital, uh, yep. have done for a number of years now. So that's 10,000 in a year, in 10 years rather. Uh, so you'll, some of that, they don't all live here, but we've got people moving in. Sure, there's a death rate, of course, but ultimately we've sort of landed on 10,000 in 10 years. Um, and then what are the limiters to that? 
And so this budget reflects that. This budget tries to address a few things. So we've got a sustainability element to it. We have the, the environment in there. There's a renewables project in there for $1.5 million over the next three years. Uh, and they self-fund. But then we look at other things that uh, and start to turn our mind to water. You know, how do we deal with water? And that is that, that is one of our big issues, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and when yeah. I talk to government and when I talk to externals, I say, oh, look, we'll grow 10,000. They can't. You see them shift and you see their body change and, yep. and it's a bit, why, why don't you think we will? And they say water. Every time I pick the paper up, yep. orange is level five or then one of the ones or they're going to run out. So what can we do? And we do a lot now but it relies on rainfall yeah, or pulling water out of the ground. That's our current strategies. And they're very sound and they're great and they've helped us a lot through the last period, uh, stormwater harvesting. But the big gap's recycling. Yep. If we can recycle our water, then if you can recycle 20% of your water, well, there's your growth. And Orange is a bit of an innovator in that regard yeah. too with the recycled water going to the new estates, right? That's right. So if you restart to recycle your waste and you use that for potable and that solves your drinking problem. That gives you a ten, that gives you a twenty five percent growth. It's expensive, but it flows through. So it flows through in ten thousand new people. There's a whole lot of kick in the economy. There's a kick in rates that funds all that. So that's that's our framework when we pull these budgets together. So they're not just roads and footpaths. They're not just numbers on a page. Or, I mean, or waste. I, for one, am really excited about where the city's heading and I think there's a lot of forward thinking going on. We've got these amazing projects coming up like the con, like the stadium. Um, obviously, COVID-19 is a focus for this budget, but going forward, uh, there's a lot of infrastructure coming, isn't there? And that means money back into our town. That's right. and that, But that's why there's the infrastructure as well. And we're really mindful that... Um, that people have lived and grown up in this in this town, in this regional city, uh, and we try to make sure that we maintain Orange as well. So we're currently doing a housing strategy and we're currently doing a heritage strategy. So that's retaining some of those, you know, when you say, why do you love Orange? You don't say I love Orange because of the footpaths. But <laughs> no, you love but they, Orange. But you need them. <laughs> but you love Orange for the, the footpaths for the connectivity. Yeah. For what those footpaths I take do. you to. That's right. Yeah, and exactly. they take us to our new sporting precincts and they take us to Gosling Creek and they take us to our wineries. Um, but they're not just they're not just footpaths, they're part of it. So when you work on a footpath, it's very important for the city and its growth and its livability and ditto the roads and all of those other things. So they, they're all intertwined. And when we start to brainstorm that stuff, it gets really exciting because you can actually sure see enough, how yeah. all your different jobs and all the different things that we do at council all fit in together to deliver what the city has and you know sporting precincts or cultural or uh, other other recreational things that people yeah. enjoy doing well let's let's talk about the elephant in the room to wrap up um, the rates are going up by the government's rate cap of 2.6 percent and you know some residents probably feel that they're already expensive but what would be the impact if we just kept it the same so in raw numbers, boring numbers, it's 900 grand a year and that's a lot because that's yeah. a lot of those things I've just talked about that you're unable to do. It has a knock-on though because you can never get that 900 back so you're always collecting less amount which lets us do, which has the impact of us being able to do less of those things. And we do a lot of things in the city. Like we bring cultural events to town. We'll, we'll have, uh, you know, music events or we'll have sporting events that bring lots of people into town that generate uh, a lot of expenditure through accommodation or food or wine or 
retail. Like whenever I go yep. to a kids' sporting event, I've always broken something or forgotten something. Yeah, absolutely. So, you so, hit the you local know, sports shops. You hit. Yeah, that's and you right. Go, so there. So that it, it limits what we can do. Yeah, what are they? Forty dollars each ish increase. What do you get for forty dollars these days? And I know it's forty dollars on top of another base. And I'm not saying it's not a significant number because it is. But we sort of look at it and go, we get all these things because of that. And it's and Orange, is it, it is what it is because of the revenue that we generate and the different things that we do. And it's a beautiful city to live in. I mean, we it's an, it might be more expensive than other places, but what a place to live. That's right. And so that's why we do it. Yeah, and you never get that back and you've always lost that money and, and it does compound and the mass is boring, but it does limit what we can then do. So then when we cast the budget, we say, well, we can't build that footpath here or we can't provide that service or we can't... That stadium, that, that, sta- that con, or, that... Or, or we can't support that sporting group or we can't yeah. support the community group because there are the base levels. There's the maintenance levels of things that we have to do. Well, thanks so much for joining us. It's certainly been an insight for me and I know as a ratepayer and as a citizen, we always like to find out more about this stuff and uh, that's what this podcast is doing. So thanks again, Scott, for joining us. Thanks, Kyle. enjoyed it. After the new sports precinct and upgrading of the CBD, one of the other biggest single items in the council budget is the plan to start work on a $5 million expansion of Orange's pioneering stormwater harvesting scheme. This is an Australia-first system that's made a significant contribution to getting Orange through the drought, and it's about to get a lot bigger. Council comms team member Alan Reader caught up with an ecologist who's working to get that design started. Thanks, Kyle, for the Orange podcast. This is Alan Reader. Orange residents would know that we've got two big creeks in town. Ploughman's Valley Creek has already got its own wetland, but the other one, Blackman's Swamp, probably the bigger of the two, doesn't have a wetland. We're about to fix that this year, and to find out some more, we, um, ecologist Sally Kirby has, has joined it, who's helping with the design process. Sally, big picture, why does a creek need a wetland to become a, a better source of water? So Blackman's Swamp Creek runs through the city of Orange, under Orange in fact, and the water quality is compromised by all the runoff from the streets and the city use, basically. So having a wetland is an opportunity to slow down the flow of the water because the stormwater comes down in quite a rush and also to the reeds that grow around the wetland act as a filtration and the water gets returned back into Blackman Swamp Creek as nice, clean water for the creek. So when you build it, it's going to be a better consistent supply and a better quality supply. But we're here right alongside Jilver Street and alongside a a residential area of Orange. Can a wetland also be a a recreational area, a place for people to get together? Orange City Council wants to build the wetland predominantly for water storage and water quality, but there's a fantastic opportunity to build something better than that. So the wetland, we're getting the community involved to find out what they want at the wetland and we're talking there's an ecological role that wetlands play in providing habitat for birds and uh, fish and frogs and the like, and also recreational opportunities and cultural opportunities. So we've, been, we've had a couple of meetings with people in the local area and the Orangefield Naturalists, ECHO, ESC, uh, the Aboriginal Land Council, local land services. Lots of people have had input and we've put together a... a something more than the wetland that's going to be in the, the community for generations. For example, there's already a wetland alongside Ploughman's. What sorts of things are in there that might be in this one? 
So Blackman Swamp Creek, the proposed wetland here, will have walking tracks all the way around it. There will be a, a viewing platform or a jetty overlooking the deep water section, hopefully, and there will be the ability for people to, to fish. We've been talking to fisheries about stocking the wetland with some native fish species. There will also be a separate area at this wetland for people to actually wade or just get their feet wet. We're going to have um, a shallow bit of water with barbecue areas and also um, a yarning circle, so a gathering, a meeting place, so like an outdoor classroom. We can have cultural activities. As you've talked to community groups, individuals, are they excited? Yeah, I think the community thinks it's a fabulous opportunity to have a recreational area in their backyard and it's also a great way for people to get ownership of the site by being involved in the in the planning and also the construction. So there'll be plenty of opportunity for people to get their hands dirty and get involved in tree planting days and just the general development of the site over over the years. If you were to come back here in five years' time, currently we're right alongside the, the vacant block with a few scraggy trees and some long grass and a few weeds, right alongside the bypass again. If you, if you imagine, in, you know, if you say, came back in five years' time, what would you see? How many, how many wetlands, how many ponds would there be? There's going to be a, a big wetland with open water and then there'll be another discrete section north of Phillips Street that'll have a separate little pool in it and that'll be more the recreation area but you will be able to walk around the whole main wetland but not swim there. What's it been like to work with the local community? Is it important that um, for the long-term future of the new wetland that it's built by the locals in some way? Absolutely working with different organisations and people that live in the area is so important because everyone has their perspective and their opinions really matter. And if they're going to look after the place and use it, then we want to make sure that they have input into the process from the very beginning. And they're fantastic people. It's, um, there's never a dull moment when, you talk, when, you, when you're working with community groups. Thanks very much, Alan. And now for his weekly wrap, Dave Woodell from the CEO's Chair. Hello, everyone. David again. That was good to hear from Scott about the budget. Jeez, Scott and his team have worked hard on this and the Jason and the finance team. So thanks to them. Hats off to the councillors for working also with their staff so well on getting that budget through. It is going to be an exciting one year. It's going to be an exciting four years if we can implement that budget. We actually had a really good week last week. We got the budget through. We got $400,000 in road funding. Um, for Ian and the crew to work more on the forest road. And then we got $1.2 million towards the end of the week from a fund called Resources for the Regions. So anyway, that was a good week. Let's have another one. Cheers.